This is still so new in Oklahoma, and we have less than uh, 0.25% of implementation residentially in the state of Oklahoma. And so for us, just getting out there and educating customers. This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Hey everyone, this is Kelsey with Solar Power World Magazine. I am here today with J.W. Peters. He's the president of Solar Power of Oklahoma. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. So can you start by telling me a little bit about Solar Power of Oklahoma? I understand you guys have around 65 employees and you do both residential and commercial projects. Yeah, that's correct. So we started about seven years ago. It's a partnership between Kevin Jones and myself. And uh, we started and when we actually started, uh, it was Kevin, myself and three helpers. And we were actually the install crew. So we started installing for a company that was out of Texas that had moved into Oklahoma and that was um, selling systems in Oklahoma and they needed somebody to install for them. So they reached out, asked us if we'd be interested. And we said, sure, we'll give it a go. And um, really kind of t- taught ourselves solar from the from the roof down, if you will, and uh, just totally loved what we did. We learned very quickly that we uh, loved what we did, but we disliked strongly who we were doing it for. And that if we were going to continue to be successful, then we needed to find a way to be able to do it on our own. So then we spun up Solar Power of Oklahoma. That was about seven years ago. And uh, we've grown it to about 65 employees today and installed about 2,500 systems all over the state of Oklahoma. What were you doing before solar? Like, was it an easy transition to learn how to install it? Yeah, so both Kevin and I came from the construction industry. I owned a a commercial construction company and we did a lot of downtown, midtown, bricktown uh, renovations of of older buildings into kind of new development. And uh, Kevin's always been in the high-end residential, um, small commercial market. So when he reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to come over and work with me and and see what the solar thing's all about. I kind of thought, sure, let's do it. Let's uh, let's jump in head first and, and figure out if we can make it work. Tell me what is unique about installing solar in Oklahoma. I know there's not a ton of installers out there. Um, I'm wondering if tornadoes are a factor in your design and your mounting technology you use and anything else you want to tell me. Yeah, so... Like I said, we've been in business about seven years and uh, we joke all the time that we were about four to five years too early in the state of Oklahoma. And uh, really that's just because Oklahomans are loyal and we're a big oil and gas state. Um, that's what a lot of our, um, our GDP is, is, is produced from. And so a lot of our um, residents really uh, appreciate and understand the oil and gas industry, which we all do. But uh, when we kind of started out on the market, they, they thought we were selling snake oil. They didn't think that it was real. They didn't think that it was um, good. They thought that it was going to take jobs from oil and gas. They thought that it was just going to be bad for the market in general. Mm-hmm. And it's just been about the last two years that people have started to really kind of understand and see, hey, wait a minute, this is real. Wait a minute, this, this does make sense. Wait a minute, this does save money. This is the cheapest way to generate electricity. So why not take an approach of all of the above? And I will say that our our governor's done a good job of kind of stepping in and saying, hey, yes, we're an oil and gas state, but you know, we should also be a wind state. We should also be a solar state. We have the sixth best solar potential in the nation, and we're number 48 in the list. Like, why is that? Let's let's talk about that and figure out how we 
leverage what God's given us. Absolutely. And could you talk about just the the fact that you're a tornado alley state and do you have to consider that in design or you just do a good install like anywhere else? Yeah. So really uh, the beauty of it is, is that, you know, we have to use a little bit larger rails uh, in Oklahoma just to be able to get a little bit larger wind rating. But the good news is, is that the companies that we're using for racking, they, they already have that all figured out. And, you know, we can look at the table and see exactly where we're located and figure out exactly what we need to do. And so, but that's always the number two question that we always get, right? The number, the number two question they always get is, well, can this withstand, you know, tornado force winds? And um, we've seen situations to where we've had whole roof sections blown off a roof and solar panels are still attached to it. And so um, being able to kind of show that to customers, they, they kind of understand that, that that's, that that's where we are. By the way, the number one question that we always get is, will it withstand hail? Because here in Oklahoma, we get a lot of hail. And um, up until about up until about three weeks ago, I can tell you that we've never lost a solar panel to hail. But uh, we had a, a storm come through Norman, which is just south of Oklahoma City. And we had literally softball-sized hail and lost eight modules um, in that storm. But um, last year, we uninstalled and reinstalled 41 systems that were perfectly fine, and the roof was uh, destroyed by hail. Okay. So I was going to ask next, do you have a good O&M continuing relationship with your customers where you'll come and help them if something like that happens? Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, obviously, an act of God is covered by your homeowner's insurance and not by the panel manufacturer. But our solar advisors do a really, really good job of explaining that to the customers and make sure they have a full full understanding of, of what they're getting when they when they enter into this. Um, we have a, a, a process that we walk through called, called the SPO expectation checklist. And that's really us talking to the customer about all the things that unfortunately some of the other some of the other companies kind of either leave out or mislead the customers on on the federal tax credit, you know, on um, system offsets, utility rate structures, things like that. So we make sure that we are very, very clear, um, and upfront with our customers of exactly what they're going to be getting. Gotcha. Um, I noticed on your website, you guys also install EV chargers. When did you incorporate that and how has that gone? Yeah, so we, um, we've been installing EV chargers for probably the last three or four years. Um, we were either the first or second uh, certified installer for Tesla. Uh, mainly there, there wasn't anybody here to install home chargers. And um, we kind of looked at that and thought, well, these customers that are buying EVs are actually potentially good solar customers. So why not um, kind of leverage that? Here in the state of Oklahoma, we have to be a licensed electrical contractor to design, sell, and install solar generation systems. So for us, we're already staffed up with journeyman electricians and apprentices. And so we just added a few new service crews to be able to go out and do the EV chargers. And it's actually been a really, really good market for us. Um, like I said, those customers, they, um, they're, they're, they're a little environmentally leaning. They, they like their electric vehicles. They like charging them with the power of the sun. Has gotten into the bi-directional charging game yet? So we we're we are talking to a customer right now. So we actually installed the first uh, Ford Lightning charger in the state. Uh, 
Um, now, that customer did not choose to actually do the bi-directional um, system with the, with the Lightning, but we are actually talking to a customer right now. And I think that that will actually be the first one um, in the state that's actually doing the, the bi-directional. What has been the most rewarding moment of your career so far? Uh, the most rewarding moment. So my partner and I made a commitment um, to our staff <clears throat> and to the community um, at the end of last year that, that we were going to start to um, give away solar, that we were going to start to find um, customers or, or, or entities that were deserving and that, and that needed to be able to do that. And so I'm really proud that here um, at the end of this month, we're actually going to go out and install um, a gifted system to a special needs school. There's a special needs school that's, that's real close to Oklahoma City. Um, one of our customers is, is on the board. He, he has purchased two systems for his homes um, from us and three systems for his business. And he approached us and said, hey, like, would you be willing to, you know, install the system um, at cost? And we actually kind of came back to him and said, actually, this fits our mission and we'd like to gift the school the system. And so at the end of this month, we're going to be installing that system. How, how What is that going to do for the school? Is it going to offset a good chunk of their energy? Yeah, so so they actually they actually bought an old farmhouse and they're converting it into their school so that they can um, teach special needs students kind of life skills and you know how to be able to you know feed the animals and how to be able to um, you know cook for themselves and start to be able to uh, to look at independent living and so we don't exactly know what their utility costs are going to be at this time because they're just now kind of moving into the space, but it's a fairly significant system. And I think it's going to give them a, a pretty good, pretty good uh, an offset. So we're just happy to be able to do that. So that way they can take the fundraising that they have and apply it to the actual needs of the school. That's great. So is the hope to try and do a little bit of work like that every year, give away a system? Yeah. So we're, we're looking at it and um, we, we, we've set our goal fairly lofty of giving away 25% of profits um, to actually find ways to be able to give away or supplement um, the purchase of systems. Which of your projects stands out to you the most, maybe like the most complicated, felt really good to actually execute project? Yeah, so um, about three years ago, we were able to do the first municipally owned project in the city of Oklahoma. Um, city of Norman reached out to us and they were interested in implementing solar. They had a water treatment plant that they wanted to um, kind of use as a pilot project. We uh, negotiated with them and kind of um, went out and installed the system. And so for us, it was really great because we were able to take what we learned on that project and they've been very... Um, good customers of ours to be able to help share the numbers and share the production and share the savings that they're having or that they're realizing so that we can then kind of tell that story to other cities and towns around the state to be able to encourage them to potentially uh, implement solar as well. Um, you said that you were maybe four years too early to, to solar in Oklahoma. How's the reception now when you have conversations with maybe a city or even a residential homeowner? Yeah, so, you know, surprisingly, um, the state's kind of come around. Um, they, you know, I, I know that I mentioned earlier that the governor's been 
um, instrumental in helping everybody understand that, hey, look, we're going to look at all technologies and we're going to look at all ways of producing electricity. And that's been good because, you know, I would say it's it's really on the residential side, it's been the early adopters, right? The people that are are looking at it and thinking, this is really neat technology. Like, why wouldn't we do this? If I can, if I can divert, you know, paying the utility into an investment on my own, like, why wouldn't I do that? And so that's been really good. <clears throat> and I will say um, a lot of cities and towns and actually um, a group of my guys right now are at a local um, uh, area city here at the fire department. And we're actually doing a training session for um, the firefighters to be able to know what to do if they come upon a house that happens to be on fire and there's solar generation or there's batteries um, associated with that project and how to be able to decommission those systems, how to be able to get in there and work on that safely. And so we're proud to be able to do that. And we literally, we did uh, one fire station that called and asked us if we would do it. And then they kind of put it on their social media as well did, did we. And then all of these stations have been calling us just over and over and over. So we've done about six or eight so far um, fire departments kind of teaching them how to safely interact with solar generation systems. But the thing that I'm probably the most proud, uh, we worked with the city of Nichols Hills, which is a high-end uh, um, area here in Oklahoma City. And they wanted to rewrite their ordinance to be able to allow solar. They didn't want it on the front of their homes. I mean, these are all million plus homes, million dollar plus homes. And um, they didn't want them on the front of their homes, but they wanted to be able to rewrite the policy. So we worked with them to be able to talk through what that looks like, how to be able to do that. Um, we were able to implement a Tesla solar roof um, into their ordinance in case anybody wanted modules or solar on the front of their homes. If it was just one of those things where they had to have that, then they can move into a something like a Tesla solar roof. And so uh, we're, we're proud to be able to say that we helped them kind of rewrite their policies to be able to be more forward thinking when it comes to generating by solar. So a lot of a lot of time spent educating different stakeholders. That's what I do almost every single day. I spend my day almost every day talking to people about why solar is good, what we should be thinking about, how we could um, look at statewide legislation, um, even working with the area utilities to be able to kind of find ways to be able to work together and be able to find ways to be able to um, coexist and, and be mutually beneficial, honestly. We'll be right back. This edition of the Contractors Corner podcast is brought to you by Scanafly, the only drone-based solar design software. Learn more about Scanafly at scanafly.com. This podcast is also sponsored by RE+. RE Plus in Las Vegas is shaping up to be the largest event ever with over 1,100 exhibitors. Join the industry at the hub to meet, network, and accelerate the growth of your business. Register today at re-plus.com. Now back to the show. What is preventing you from installing more projects? I think the thing is preventing us right now is just, um, well, the interest rate rates, the interest rates right now are not helping. Um, that's definitely one of the things that's that's making the return on investment a, a, a little longer than desired. Um, however, but it's just really um, customer awareness. 
This is still so new in Oklahoma, and we have less than uh, 0.25% of implementation residentially in the state of Oklahoma. And so for us, just getting out there and educating customers and uh, being able to share with them what it'll do for them, how to be able to kind of take control of their energy freedom and be able to implement um, solar. So it's just really an education standpoint. We're doing uh, library tours to where we will go to area libraries and set up on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and uh, advertise for anybody that wants to come by and learn about solar. Not, not, I mean, yes, we're presenting it, but it's not a pitch session for us. It's literally just an education to the community of here's what solar is. Here's how it works. Like, here's what happens if you pair batteries with it. Here's what your normal return on investment is going to look like. Yeah, we're happy to talk to you about implementation if you want to. But for the most part, it's just come and learn about, you know, what's happening with solar. What is the permitting AHJ landscape like um, with an early solar state like Oklahoma? So we are very, very engaged with almost all the AHJs. And um, luckily, we push very hard, very early. And city of Oklahoma City, which is our largest municipality here in the state that we install in, um, just recently, about four months ago, implemented Solar App Plus. So we're able to get same-day permits um, with Solar App Plus, which has been great. Um, there was a little bit of a learning curve, I think, for the city and for us to be able to kind of implement that. But um, for the most part, they're pretty easy. Um, it's taking us about 30 to 45 days for PTO. Uh, so from install to, to PTO is 30 to 45 days. But we're very, very clear with our customers about what that means and why we can't energize our system um, as soon as we walk away. And uh, but for the most part, everybody's very understanding and they're just appreciative to be able to have this technology on their roofs and, and produce an electricity for them. Yeah, that's that's really huge that Oklahoma City went the solar app plus route. I'm sure that just cuts your time quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, so, so now we're dealing with Tulsa. We're going to try to get Tulsa, which is our second largest municipality to to jump on board as well, but they aren't as um, eager as to get on board. I know the government, the federal government is trying hard to get people to jump on board and giving resources. Like what can we do to make you guys switch over to this? Yeah, it's, a. I mean, but it, you know, the thing is, if you really kind of think about it, um, especially for us in Oklahoma, we haven't had much solar implementation. And so we went from, these municipalities to being able to plan, you know, what their growth is going to look like, how many new homes, how many remodels, how many commercial businesses are, be, are going to be coming online. And then all of a sudden, we they just get bombarded with, you know, all of these solar projects. And it's really been kind of detrimental to what they're doing. And I, I feel for them because um, it's not their fault. I mean, they, they, they weren't expecting it. They didn't know that it was coming. And so we've been trying to be very, um, helpful and kind of looking at processes when it comes to inspections, when it comes to um, how to be able to manage these. And, and they've been very accommodating and, and, and very willing to kind of listen and, and, and allow us to help them figure out the process. What future product trends are you looking forward to? You know, for us, with our utility rate structures in Oklahoma, Storage does not make a lot of sense um, when it comes to cost savings. 
Now, if it's about grid stability or if it's about, um, you know, making sure that you've got backup power, totally different story. But when it comes to just purely cost savings, battery storage doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, two of the utilities in the state are looking at what it would look like to be able to draw from behind the meter storage at, at an elevated rate. And if we can get that figured out, then I, I would be really happy to see more and more storage implementation. But, you know, we've kind of taken the, the approach, especially with kind of everything slowing down a little bit because of interest rates, is utility costs are so low in Oklahoma that our residents don't really know how to operate their homes efficiently. They don't really know how to conserve on energy. They don't know how to um, shift their loads to, to non-peak times. And so what we've been doing is we've been going in and, and trying to educate our customers um, on what it looks like to put in a smart panel, right? What it looks like to install LED light bulbs, to be able to add additional insulation now, we don't do these services, but we've got trusted vendors that we um, will introduce them to, to be able to do these services. But, you know, for us, we're really kind of looking at what what's the holistic picture look like, right? Like, how do we not only produce our electricity, but conserve and use our electricity? And um, we've got a lot of good feedback and a lot of appreciation from our customers on helping them to be able to understand ways to be able to save money yeah i mean the, your your point that they don't really need to there's no urgency to do this sort of concert conservation but it obviously can help in this time of inflation and high interest rates it's like every dollar that you can save matters over the last 12 months we've seen our our, our two major utilities go up 28 percent over the last 12 months so all of a sudden that $200 a month electric bill is now 250 and it's starting to get people's attention. Any other things you wanted to add about solar in Oklahoma or in general? No, I mean, I think that for the most part, we feel blessed um, to be doing what we do. Um, you know, Kevin and I come from a construction background. Uh, so this was just a perfect fit for us, but to be able to do something that is, good for our customers and good for the environment and, you know, saving people money and, you know, just holistically looking at, Hey, how do we, how do we change how we generate electricity and how we use electricity? You know, for the most part, electricity hasn't changed in the last 120 years. And so it's, it's time for us to start to really take a deep dive and look at that. And I think that, you know, with the electrification of everything, we're starting to see, kind of like what this is going to look like, right? Like what our new world is going to look like um, when it comes to generating our, our own electricity and storing that. And then even having marketplaces where we're selling it, you know, to our friends and to our neighbors. Um, that's exciting. Um, that's exciting to think about, you know, where that can go and what that will look like. And I think that um, being the reddest state in the union, right? And being an oil and gas state is has been, has had its challenges. But I think that when we can kind of strip the politics out of it and really just look at it, um, 
really more uh, on a capitalist basis of saying like, hey, like if it just makes better sense to invest in solar, why wouldn't you do it? And, um, you know, we're seeing our customers kind of come around to that um, to that mindset. But no, we're we just feel blessed. We're happy to do what we do. Um, we've built an amazing company with a great culture. Our people really love being here. And um, it's it's uh, it's humbling, right, to be able to provide that and be able to do that. And we're just we're excited to continue to see where the future of solar and, and storage and electrification takes us. Yep, me too. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, glad to do it. This has been another edition of Contractors Corner. Join us each month as I talk to solar contractors across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online at solarpowerworldonline.com for more great featured content and breaking solar news. See you back here next month.